following podcast contains beer, banter, and absolutely no legal advice from four family lawyers speaking in a personal capacity. Any views expressed are our own and not those of our employers or chambers. Any legal commentary is for your amusement only. Always seek specialist legal advice. Welcome to the Without Prejudice podcast. Hello and uh, welcome to episode five. As many as five now we've recorded. Let's introduce the gang. Uh, first of all, we have Sean Hilton from Stephen the Bolton Solicitors, who works in Surrey. Sean has an impressive trophy collection. What you don't know is that these trophies are for line dancing. <laughs> hi, hi, buddy. Yeah, um, thanks for revealing that unknown and totally untrue fact about me. It may or may not be true. Next, we have Darren, Darren Hark from Vaiteling on K in London. Um, Darren has uh, written no less than eight letters to Tina Barrett from S Club Seven when he was a teenager. <laughs> true story. True story. How you doing, That's Darren? a really niche reference, by the way. <laughs> I'm completely untrue, but I'm fine. Thank you, Daniel. You How are you? I'm untrue. I'm not sure people will believe you. Uh, and last, <laughs> and not by no means least, we have our barrister, Mark Samuels. Um, Mark is a barrister at 36 Chambers, based in London. And one thing you probably won't know about Mark is that he once bought a cat from a homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, there it was. It, it, it was three cats. I mean, three cats. Three. <laughs> <laughs> From three different homeless men, or just just the same guy. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. It's pretending that's off the cuff. But how long have you spent planning that, Dan? About twenty seconds. I <laughs> realised it was my turn to do the intros this week. I went, oh no. Um, so I thought I would uh, contact all your parents, and they told me that those things were true. So I think that's the best intro we've had so far. Yeah, you didn't shoot yourself though, Dan. Mr. Dan Sorry. Chalmers, Clinton's Card Shop. Little known fact about Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact about Dan is that he once appeared in a Kylie Minogue video uh, as her bum double wearing gold hot pants. Excellent. That could be true. Uh, I'm so proud of my bum. Uh, how are we all doing, guys? We all good? Surviving? You know, I think we're really good. You know, the sun's shining, summer's hinting that it's here, you know. It's good. Let's be optimistic. Sun Last time we discussed started. this, we've been gloomy, so... Yeah, no, the sun has been shining. It's been really good. I've managed to go out on the golf course. I told you Boris would let me go and play, so I've been out there. Oh, so, I'm a bit ha- so I'm a bit happier. But yeah, no, it's been really good. How's, uh, how's work going for everyone? It's been annoyingly busy, actually, because I've been hoping to get out in the sunshine. Uh, but I have been stuck at my laptop in, in my upstairs bedroom, um, accompanied by my Peloton exercise bike and feeling guilty <laughs> for not exercising as much as I should be. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, uh, even worse, it's, like, uh, it's been really nice today when we're recording and Caroline took Felicity out for a walk in a little baby carrier. Halfway around the walk, I got a little picture saying, I wish you were here. Pub up the road, doing takeaway beer. Amazing. Oh, nice. oh I could have like, I could have <laughs> gone for a walk in the sun, got a takeaway beer, had a little stroll, seen the flowers coming out. But no, I was that <laughs> prepping for an FDR hearing, trawling right move for property particulars, which is still my favourite game in family law. Um, uh, yeah, so, but generally, as you say, got to be positive. Things are on the up um, and looking forward, trying to sort of plan now for some potential sort of weekends away and holidays coming up and good things to look forward to when we Do can you have anywhere in mind. Be, 
I'm going to go to Cornwall um, at the end of September, which was planned actually before the lockdown. And then I always love going to the Lake District to do some walking. So I'm hoping that when we can, I'll get a little weekend and go up to Ambleside and stay and do some walking up there and sit in a pub garden and do all that stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, actually. I'm, I'm doing really well. How about you, boys? You'll be all right doing that in September, won't you, Sean? I think so, yeah. And I think if nothing oh, else, no. by that point, we've, booked, like, we've got like a little cottage uh, on the beach, pretty much, in Cornwall. <laughs> Even if sort of the pubs and stuff are still shut, just the idea of being away, being there for a week, being on the beach. First time, potentially, that Felicity would have like been on the beach and been in the sea and stuff. So that's very cool. Good to look forward to. Yeah. So yeah, even if we can't like go and get crazy at a bar, which let's face it, I'm not going to be doing anyway with a what will she be then? Sort of six months old. Um, I can still have a nice weekend away. So yeah. I think a lot of people are probably going to have the same idea, right? Uh, UK holidays, I imagine, would be absolutely booming. London is going to be empty. Maybe not yeah. empty, but it's needed, I, mean, though, I, isn't I it? had in mind the Cotswolds too. So I think a lot yeah. of people are going to be thinking the same sort of things. I think yeah. it's needed as well, because so many places have taken yeah. such a massive hit at the moment. Uh, and, you know, lo- loads of these, let's face it, lots of UK breaks. It's sort of Airbnbs, holiday cottages, and then kind of, you know, holiday parks and stuff like that. And they're taking such a battering, not going away lost all that Easter trade they normally would yeah. have. Yeah. Um, maybe people being reluctant to book for the summer at the moment as well. You know, everyone, let's stay in the UK and let's make the most of what we've got here and spend some money and keep the pubs and the restaurants and stuff going. Sure, um, you've gone politician on us. I mean, I completely yeah. agree, but yeah. this, is, this has gone yeah. political statement. <laughs> I'm just continuing that. I'm expanding the clap for the NHS. And I think what you said, the previous pod, Mark, is true. I think people will be reluctant to jump on a plane and head abroad for a while anyway. So we're all gonna have loads of leave to use up. Everyone's saving a bit of money, potentially. I know people, some people are really struggling for income, you know, with not uncertainty with jobs, but I've saved a bit of money on commuting and things. So let's spend it towards keeping a pub and a restaurant going in Cornwall or whatever it might be that we can do. But also there are tons of places in, sorry, Dan, there are tons of places in the UK that are absolutely stunning even like lesser known villages and towns pick places that you know particularly yeah. urban <clears throat> urbanites like myself don't um often venture to um <laughs> but there are tons of places to... uh, urbanite. urbanite yeah urbanite. I, think I, might, I definitely made that word up <laughs> like yeah, you know the point i like it yeah you're definitely the most urban in this group mark i think oh, so. I, t- I don't know about that actually <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right, sure. I think that um yeah, you know, the businesses with kind of Airbnbs and stuff is huge and they you have know, obviously lost a lot. Well I think we were due to go away as a family kind of July, August. So only internally, so I think Sussex or somewhere like that, but it would be a you know, a big house somewhere um for our ever growing family. Yeah, I, I hopefully that gets to go ahead, but you never really know. And yeah, as you say, if People aren't going to be going away because they've got to quarantine or isolate for 14 days when they get places. Yeah. And there seems little point. And, you know, I think it's uh, going to be quite a while before, as you say, people are brave enough to go, um, quite rightly, um, and then do decide to go. And then that'll be how many airlines are left, I guess. Are you going to book yeah. an Airbnb so that we can record our pod? That's a great idea. Mm. Oh. I mean, when you mention your holiday, you mean you were thinking about us, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it's all booked, guys. It's all booked. It's all I mean, done. I also thought Sean. I mean, I can see myself on that beach too. <laughs> yeah, you guys can come. You can be. You can be joint. You can be babysitters at the same time. You know, be great. 
Sounds squeeze good. you in. I like the idea that um, I know of another a couple, none local to me, unfortunately, but pubs that are kind of they're open for selling sort of takeaways. You know, takeaway pints and stuff in local villages. Which I think it's a great idea. You know, especially the ones that have got breweries attached and all the rest. But yeah, I know that of a few that are doing it, but uh, none local to me, unfortunately. Uh, well, you get your delivery beers, don't you? You'd be all right. That's it. Delivery beers. <laughs> Had my first first lockdown takeaway the other day. And what, what did you have? The whole thing. First one, yeah. I've been really good, boys. I've been cooking up a storm. Got the old <laughs> Jamie Oliver books out of the cupboard. Other chefs are available. And uh, dusted <laughs> them off and pulled some recipes out. I've been, yeah, first lockdown takeaway. On What's the your top recipe? Yeah. <laughs> Great oh, minds. Whole recipe. Oh, well, we should start a new section, lads. Cooking with Sean. Um, uh, we should start a new pod called cooking with sean (laughs) i've got some good recipes i like a bit of cooking um i cook a mean carbonara with homemade pasta love a homemade pasta love a carbonara um and a good i do a good lasagna as well takes a bit of time but it's worth the effort i mean when we're all in this airbnb in the summer you're gonna have plenty of time to prepare all this stuff for us yeah Mm -hmm. you're all welcome the more the merrier (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what did everyone make of uh, Boris's speech on Sunday? Hasn't really affected any of us massively, I don't think, is it? No. In terms of our, our jobs, um, I guess we're all lucky enough to still be working, and you know we're not furloughed or um, you know no redundancies or anything. We're all happy in our firms at surviving at the moment, but um, I guess we weren't massively affected by the announcement. I think we're kind of stuck where we are for a while. Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. I thought the uh, Matt Lucas video. Was quite funny. After That's like, excellent. Uh, yeah, so don't, good. Go to work. Don't go to work. Go to work. Don't no. Don't go to work. <laughs> <laughs> go to work. Walk to work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found it was people are saying it's really unclear. I don't think it was massively. It was more of what he didn't say than what he said. There was just so much left open, um, and I just think the big confusion with oh, you can have one person to go and see a parent but you can go to a supermarket or a park with loads of people now. Um, mm. I just think, you know, I hope that people are exercising some sort of common sense in this, but people aren't as well. They're definitely not. Yeah. Um, I, it, it literally was like that Monday morning, like things had gone back to normal. I thought, you know, I, I went to the shop and it was so busy. The really? roads, the shops, you know, it was just like, hang on, this isn't over. This is stage one of a long-term process. And I just think, yeah, common sense has uh, gone out the window for a lot of people and I think it's frustration really isn't it it's frustration people want to get back to work they want to earn money all the rest of it but it just it went a bit crazy for the first few days I think to some extent it's been slipping anyway I mean certainly around here I've um as you boys know I've recently taken up and will promptly drop the second lockdown's over habit of running in the mornings I live quite close to Hyde Park and it's absolutely rammed with people <laughs> a lot of the time and huge groups having picnics, and I mean properly large groups. But that was long before Boris made his announcement. And even the announcement, I understand, is one other person from another household, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to some extent, I think that just levels of discipline and concern are perhaps slipping anyway. Yeah, it's one other person, but outside, isn't it? Social distancing. You still have outside. to maintain social distancing, yeah. <gasps> Keep your two meters and that's it, which some people aren't following. Wasn't there also a protest at Hyde Park not so long ago, Mac? Well, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I was not implying. Um, I say that, but I can see right. some hand painted banners behind you. Yeah, that's <laughs> wondered when that was. Mark oh, leading most, protest. Most definitely was not at that protest. 
Yeah, I don't really know what that was about. From what I gather from the photos, a lot of the people that seemed to be out the protest were actually just people there to watch quite a small protest. I imagine spectators probably outnumbered the people actually participating. Yeah. I don't know. Probably I didn't pay too much attention to it. Did you guys see it? It was a small group that wanted the uh, suggestion that the lockdown should come to an immediate end. Um, that then required police to be there and also attracted a large number of spectators, not social distancing. So the control of the virus, stay alert, was out the window somewhat. But there we are. Well, we're doing our bit, lads, aren't we? We're still in our virtual pub. We are, yeah, absolutely. Via Zoom. Everyone's playing the game, you know. Dan's obviously struggling to stay two metres from people because even if he's teeing off on the fifth, he'll end up on the ninth. So he might, he might come into contact with someone on the other green. Um, I know. Well, yeah, the, the first round was, uh, was not pretty uh, after a short round out. But Boris has let me out to play. and I had the best round I've ever had on, uh, on Sunday. Really? Yeah. I, I, I genuinely, wow. genuinely shot three over par. Gross. Wow. wow. Easy, easy to score and there's no one there to check though, isn't it, Dan? Oh, but, uh, <laughs> there yeah, should be some, there should be some uh, you know, I was with someone who has taken uh, photographic evidence of the scorecard, but there should be some sort of caveat because you can't play in bunkers, can't touch the flag, so that it gets to the hole, it's pretty much in. Um, so it is easier, um, clearly. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's good to be back, good to be out there. And actually, again, it's just, it's good to be out and yeah, doing something. Because, you know, lockdown was, I was restricted like Mark to going for runs. But apart from that, it was pretty much it. Runs and walks and doing your work inside. I mean, this leads on to something we were discussing shortly before we hit record, which was, I guess, wellness and what strategies, if any, since going into lockdown. Because obviously the last time we discussed this was, what, four weeks ago? I mean, clearly, obviously, golf's quite important to you, Dan. But what other things have we been doing to keep ourselves sane? Other than this. Other than this, yeah. Yeah, this is, that, that is a fair point. This, this, yeah. <laughs> but it actually is, you know, we started this because we thought that, you know, it'd be a bit of fun, be a bit, you know, be a good laugh. Exactly. And actually, this is, you know, this has helped keep me sane. Uh, and, you know, knowing that we're going to arrange our weekly or bi-weekly calls or whatever it is. The fifth recording, we've got to five. We're very happy about it. It's going okay. This has definitely been something that I'm, I'm pleased that we embarked on because it's, if anything, just for us, you know, if no, yeah. no one listens to an episode, it's, it's been really good for us. Well, I mean, what are our stats so far? Oh, I think we're on about 230 downloads. And only like um, 150 of them are me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, 230 downloads. Dan just hitting download, delete, <laughs> download, delete. On, on, every, <laughs> on every device. Uh, yeah, every device I've got. Laptop, computer, phone, I'm just downloading constantly. Yeah, and I think we went, we put the first two episodes up, what, five days ago? Five days ago, yeah. Six days ago now. 200 in five days. Can't yeah. Can't be bad, surely. Not too bad. Yeah. People have got time at the moment, haven't they? You know, bit of bit of BD, bit of business development. Bit of BD. <laughs> Put it on in the background and have a snooze. Why not? Oh, we should start offering uh, CPD points, shouldn't we? That's the next step. Then we'll get loads of listeners. Well, I made the joke earlier today that there's absolutely no CPD coming out of this. But, you know, <laughs> well, well, we can do it slightly more cerebral. We can. <laughs> we're all self-regulating now, aren't we, listeners? You've got to like, you've got to make your own or sign off on your own professional development. So if part of your professional development or part of your development goals is wider awareness of family law, then you could potentially put this down as potentially. a bit of BD. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, how does that work for you, Mark? Because we as solicitors, the rules changed a few years ago, but we had to meet so many hours of CPD a year. But yeah, do you have to do the same, Mark? You're not regulated in the same way, are you? I don't know whether it was two years ago, maybe three. They removed the specific number of hours. The CPD requirement is still there. It's not uh, premised on a particular number of units. But uh, what we usually do is, um, say usually do, what we're meant to do, is uh, define a series of goals or objectives that we intend to do at the beginning of the year and then continuously do your CPD and reflect as you go um, with the aim being of producing a report that you kind of build on and it's it's a continuing process. It's pretty good because it's also it's just totally self-reflective and it's based on what you particularly need yeah. to supplement your practice. Which means it's easy to fudge. <laughs> well, it's easy to fudge for us now, isn't it? Mine currently has five hours have... without prejudice podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so what um, else yeah. have we been doing apart from podcasting or nothing? I've had it really, I've been, I think I've mentioned this before, but I've had sort of a double whammy really, because I'm in lockdown and I'm getting to grips with being a new dad, which was always going to be, you know, a big upheaval uh, and having to do it in this situation just has a different dynamic to it. And I have been trying to do some exercise, which isn't always easy around a baby. Yeah, how's Peloton um, going, boys? Oh, I love it. <laughs> You've got it too, haven't you, Dan? I- I'm I tempted, have, yeah. but they're, they're quite expensive, aren't they? They're not Maybe. cheap, but I think they're well worth it. Are they it. worth it? So the value for money, I think, is incredible. Sean can agree or not, but I, th- I, I think he will. I think they're absolutely yeah. incredible. As um, I said to you before, we effectively had like two gym memberships on the go. Yeah. and thought well we've got a new baby on the way we're probably not going to be able to get out to the gym and use the memberships that much especially for caroline because she was going to have a long period of sort of being pregnant and then post-pregnancy um so the combined cost of our two gym memberships pays for the peloton each month and we use it all the time you know and the great thing is that i can do a four days work i can have an hour's lunch break and during my hour's lunch break caroline can do a half an hour class um, while I watch Felicity and then, you know, we'll swap back. So yeah, without meaning to put a massive plug in for Peloton, unless they obviously want to give us all like loads of sort of <laughs> Gucci stuff. Um, yeah, so which Darren case, and Mark could be in here. Yeah, in which yeah. case I'll talk about it till the council. Why, why do you think yeah. I mentioned this? Yeah. This is all premeditated. <laughs> <laughs> Peloton, I would love a bike. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I, do, I do rate it. I think it, it's the way, it's the way that exercise is going. Um, but you don't get that sort of being outside that you get with a run. But it's much easier to do it when it's in the living, you know, in the room downstairs, um, and you can just chuck on your gym kit when you get up in the morning, do a quick class, jump in the shower. So yeah, it, it works for me at the moment. Obviously, th- these catch ups and just catch ups with people generally have been really good. Been trying to part of the sort of dealing with the new baby, I think, more than the lockdown is that Caroline and I are trying to have a kind of, you know, at least a couple of evenings a week where we try and sit down together. And it's still sort of having to deal with Felicity at the same time, but just sort of sit together, even just watching something crap on TV, because you'll be amazed how easy it is to just, even though you're in the same house all the time, you sort of do, you deal with the baby in shifts. And while one of you's got her, the other person's doing the laundry or having a nap or sorting out, um, you know, even just doing some gardening, whatever, like just getting some headspace. And so you can just end up, shuttling so we make we're making time to sit down together occasionally and just sort of have some dinner together and have a catch-up and stuff so that's kept me going as well so yeah not 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 nothing too complicated i think it's just it's about focusing on the small achievable things at the moment 
uh, and sort of making sure that you don't let it get on top of you. Yeah. Darren, what have you been up to? How have you been spending your time? Um, same, echo what Sean said, really. I mean, just putting FaceTime in with friends, family has been a big thing. What, what has hit me really, and it's, you know, gets me hearing you guys talk about the, the bike riding and runs and what have you, is Dan, I think I told you off uh, a few weeks ago that I uh, thought I'd done my hammy, so I was unable to run and what have you. And it's just, it's no better, so I can't really do anything. So it's kind of hitting me not going outdoors other than a short walk. So this, I've been even more reliant on things like this, really. Just catching up with people and staying sane by seeing people on a small screen online uh, online stuff online how, stuff. how yeah. many zoom quizzes have you all done oh, oh. you're right okay. all your yes. reactions uh, mirror mine it's it, it, lots is the answer i assume i've got very good at them mind i've got very good at them i've known some obscure things now yeah i think my general knowledge has definitely improved yeah how many bones are there in the skull 22 i didn't know that before there you go yeah, <laughs> I learned that wow. from another Zoom quiz I did yesterday. So there you are. Did you know that a cow has four stomachs? I did yes. know that actually. Yes, I think we all knew that. Yeah, did you know it <laughs> has three hearts? I didn't know that. We can't just keep doing this. We need to. Uh... We can keep doing this. This is great. <laughs> did you know that the Caesar salad, and I did know this, is from Mexico? Oh, I always thought I it was did. Italian. I always thought no, it was Italian. No, no, yeah, ah, there you go. So there you if go. You've watched, it, I didn't uh, know Rick, that. Rick Stein's Road to Mexico, great cooking show, by the way. He covers that one. Yeah, that was that was genuinely something I did know from last night's quiz. How does it so connect with the name, or is there a etymology thing? There is not? a story. I wouldn't presume to try and repeat it now without full recollection, but I think it's something to do with... That Julius um, Caesar went to Mexico. It's something to do with <laughs> the, the daughter of, uh, I want to say, like... A, American diplomat or something would go to this particular restaurant in, Me- in, in Mexico and the chef there created this dish for her and he kind of came up with it on the spot and called it a Caesar salad. Um, if that's totally wrong, we'll just cut that entire bit out and no one will care. So... <laughs> no, we're going to keep that in. And no, we're going to keep, keep it in. We're going to keep it in and I'm going to Google it while we're talking. And we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna yeah I might have made it up. Um, oh, it's my go for a quiz question. Where did the Statue of Liberty come from? France. France. Yeah. See, we've done too many quizzes. Well, the problem is most of us, we're all on the same quizzes a lot of the time. True. True. I've we've done at least, yeah, I've done at least one quiz with you guys. Oh, yeah, we did. We did a big, yeah, um, did. all of our firms and chambers were together. for. A Did, big didn't, you then have, didn't you then have to sit in on the same quiz with a different firm with the same question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. It wasn't and, the uh, same <laughs> questions, was it? It was exactly the same question. Did you manage to... Um, did you manage to uh, Fair nice. better on that one. S- slight reveal. Um, <laughs> I just told um, Ashley, who's our um, first junior clerk in the family team, put down seven out of ten for every single round for me. And I just sat there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hell of a I'm not sure what I think about that. So, I just yeah, <laughs> I sat there with a bottle of wine. I enjoyed the jokes. I participated. <laughs> I just wasn't writing you know, anything down. But were all, how many of you were there for the Arcade? There was, you know, seven or eight members of Chambers. Were they no. all there again? No, 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 different. It was just, it was me being overly keen and crashing. Okay, so it's just... Yeah. The entire 36th yeah. cohort wasn't faking their own points. I think they were. I think, guys, <laughs> well, actually, when they did our quiz, that wasn't their first time. Mm-hmm. And they're just... Miles well, was looking for a socially acceptable reason to open a bottle of wine. That's what it was. If our tech was better, it would have just have been a video of me being there anyway for the same question. <laughs> oh, 
I'm going to lead us on to our, my, my segment of the pod each time, which is what are we drinking today? I'm keeping up my challenge of a different drink each week. Um, so today's plug is for Shepherd and Neem Brewery. And I've got a New Dawn Citrus IPA, which is good, actually. Very fruity. Same old. King of beers. Can we guess, Lance? Mr. Plain Jane over here. It's going to be one or two, isn't it? Oh, you always disappoint me, Dan. Mr. Samuels? I'm on, uh, in line with the sunlight, so I'm on Rosé, Whispering Angel. Oh, nice. That's a good one, isn't it? Yes. Nice, fresh. Goes down quite easily. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'll be easier when we can, as we planned to do when we talked about this, be all sat together, because then we can all sort of, you know, get around and drink soon and have a chat, which is effectively what we're doing. So, but it would be good to do some, like, when we're all together, some sort of cocktails, maybe. Ooh. We'll sort of drink the same thing, do a little review, cocktails. or even, you know, or like, you know, take it in turns, and each week someone has to pick a drink. So, and, you know, and supply everyone with the same what would be um, your signature so cocktails? Yeah, Ooh. whiskey sour is my go-to, always. A whiskey sour. Yeah, similar vein, I'd go for old-fashioned. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be an old-fashioned guy. Uh, I, I don't say no to an espresso martini. Very masculine of me. No, yeah, espresso martinis are good. I do like mm. those. Oh, but, this cocktail uh, session is going to be fun. But yeah, the, uh, the old-fashioned, <laughs> Darren, is uh, one of my faves. That's a good one. Absolutely. Old-fashioned or a Negroni for me. I didn't plug who I was drinking this week. I've gone a similar oh, way. Uh, no, I didn't. I've gone a similar, similar way to you, Sean. I'm on the craft beer this week. It's uh, a McEwen's traditional Scottish beer. Dark in colour, light in taste. It's quite nice. It's uh, roasted coffee and hazelnut aromas, apparently. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I'm gonna, I found um, there's a couple of good... So I don't know if I mentioned before, I live in Winchester, and there's a couple of really good local breweries. Um, and there's a really great place in Winchester that does tacos and craft beer. And they've just opened for takeaway last week. Um, so you can go and get, you know, a couple of pints of craft beer in a milk carton. So I'm definitely going to uh, try and spread the love with some local breweries in the next few pods. I'm quite sad that we're missing Oktoberfest this year. Oh, I know. I love yeah. Oktoberfest. You've been right, Sean. Yeah, I've been. You've done it properly. I've been a couple of times uh, You now. went to Bavaria and did the whole shebang. Yeah, I've got lederhosen and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually have got proper ladies. Actually, we've seen you in it. It's going to say yes, you wear that. You wear them a lot, Sean. We yeah. saw you wear it. Uh, we don't. We a, don't talk uh, about event. that night, Dan. Yeah. We don't talk about that. Night. <laughs> Sorry, that night it will remain secret. But the other time we saw you in it was uh, yeah, it was a fancy dress work event, wasn't it? Yeah, a hundreds. It's a hundreds of people have seen you in it. If you ever get the chance to go to Oktoberfest in Munich, do it because it's pretty special. It's definitely on my list. Yeah, it's great. It's great fun. I know people that have done it, including yourself, Sean. I don't know anyone that says anything other than positive things about it. Yeah. Well, I'm already thinking pod outing. I was, I was just going to say the same oh, thing. Oktoberfest 2021. We, can, we, we <laughs> could record a pod from Oktoberfest in Munich. Even just pod on the road, boys. Yeah. Just well, I did. I floated it. this yesterday. I mean, obviously, Oktoberfest is a no, but, you know, Christmas, Berlin, slightly oh. different vibe. Yeah, different <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea though that we can take the pod on the pod road. Pod on the road. That could be yeah. really cool. Pod we could four. even we could even still try and make it slightly like slightly worky um and find a family lawyer from 
and different jurisdictions. <laughs> Just throw as a guess. Anyone will do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're not fussy. Oh, you're a family lawyer from Sydney. Oh, what a shame. We'll have to come to Australia. Oh, we'll have to come to you then. Oh. No, I love that idea. I think that's great. Oh, I'm already thinking about where we can go. We're five in and we've taken it global. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we, we, we do should... have an international fan base, don't we? So international we fan do, base. we do. We've seen the stats. We've seen the stats, and we have an international fan base already. So uh... <laughs> maybe over. we should maybe we should just start small and like try Bristol or something. I'm sure, the WP Pod budget can stretch to uh, a weekend in Munich just yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> How's all your uh, TV watching going, guys? Are you binging everything that's going on Netflix? I've been, I haven't been too, I've watched um, the recommendation from you, Dan. I know we talked about season one, Afterlife, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I've show. watched it twice now, I think. Oh, it's absolute brilliant. Genius. Absolutely brilliant. I haven't seen it. Is it really oh, funny? Mark, oh, it's so good. And after, uh, season two, I think, actually eclipsed season one, as good as season one was. I think it's excellent. I think you'll cry, Mark, with genuine tears of sadness and joy within, yeah. within almost every half an hour episode. Yeah. I, I don't know anything actually that's probably made me like as emotional as that it's in both ways. Like you just really laugh, right? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the the thing is that the guy's um, wife dies and he's going through the grief process um, fairly soon afterwards. And he season one kind of deals with him essentially wanting to kill himself and him going through that. And season two, he's obviously still struggling with it, but um, yeah, he has additional things to go through in season two. I won't do any spoilers, but uh, yeah, I think Darren's right. The, Season two may just eclipse season one. I'm a fan of Ricky Gervais anyway. I really like his stuff. So I, I think he's funny and I get his humour. But I just think it's brilliant. It's really good. So yeah, I've watched that second series twice already. going to tweet him, Dad. <laughs> well, when I... If we're, when... if we're aiming for a yeah, pod on the road in Munich, if we can get Ricky Gervais to come with us as the guest, then... Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? When, when he did... Uh, when season one came out, I did uh, send a tweet to him and he did like it. He did like my tweet, I, but he's also very good at that. He likes a lot of people's tweets and retweets and stuff. So, but, uh, but there you go. So we, we've got an in. I'll just I'll, I'll get on the phone to you guys. I'll get on the phone to my mate Ricky, and uh, we'll take it from there. So I've been watching that. I've also watched that, or in the midst of watching that series on BBC Three. Is it Normal People? Oh, oh, this is one. That? Okay, now everybody is talking. That's the adaptation of the book, right? Yes, it is. And I thought it was going to be a bit, you know, not my thing, but it's actually really good. I, I recommend watching it. it it's, the romance, it's, it's good. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's following two, like a, a guy and a girl uh, from when they're about 16. And at the moment, I'm sort of at the end of their university years. And it, it sort of uh, follows, I kind of identify people of our generation sort of that journey we went on sort of going through sixth form and into university and that transition from being slightly awkward 16 17 year old into trying to find yourself a bit more university and then transitioning out of university into sort of life and the real world in yeah, between so, us to fleabag yeah i suppose so but they're all they're very dark and brooding it's all very kind of emotional and charged and troubled had you read yeah, the but book, it's a Sean? good. It's a no. I hadn't. No, um, it's a good watch. I'd recommend. Sinead and I were, did exactly that. We had it recommended by a number of people, and we're going to uh, sit down and watch it. And we put it on, and we're watching the first episode, and we got to the end. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's a bit, 
was a bit of a thinker, a bit slow. And I thought, okay, fine, we'll watch the next one. Clicked on the next one. There was no next one. We had watched season one, episode 12, all the way through the last episode. So I know what happens, by the way. I've watched one episode. <laughs> watched the last, I was like, thinking halfway through, going, I'm not sure that makes sense. It's like, I don't, oh, okay, I'll keep watching. And yeah, we'll, we'll get it in the end. And in the end, you know, what happens, happens. And uh, I won't spoil it. Well, I'm not going to watch it now. We, we watched episode 12 without knowing it all the way through. There you go. That was, that was my story of normal people. I'm sure it's Moves. very good. I'm sure it's brilliant. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of episode 12. Any other tips for our listeners? Um, by the time this goes out, it might everything might we might be way behind the curve. But you never know. Stuff is, is always on demand, isn't it? You've got to watch The Last Dance. It is, is that the uh, Kobe so Bryant? So many people have told me to watch this. Michael Apparently, Jordan. Fantastic. Michael yeah. Jordan. Michael okay. Jordan, okay. Chicago Bulls. Um, I think there's 10 episodes out now. I've watched nine um, and basically binge watched the first eight. It's brilliant. It's so, so Apparently, good. Whether, whether you're a fan or not, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, whether it's you're absolutely a, brilliant. Whether you're a basketball fan, whether you're a sports fan, it's, it's, it's really good. It's about him. Um, about what he went through, about, actually what about a lot of his teammates went through around that time, kind of 80s, 90s. You know, when he was, people forget, just the biggest sports star on the planet by a country mile. Well, well worth a watch. Really, really good. Yeah, huge fan of that. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching the last episode. So, uh, yeah, it's just really, really good. So this yeah. is clearly one of our wellness points, hey? One of the things keeping us sane is catching up on TV, TV. and... TV and Netflix. Yeah, there's some good um, there's some good theatre online as well at the moment. The National Theatre are doing a different show every week, which is which is really good that you can have watch you, through, have you on seen YouTube. Any of them? Yeah, so One Man Two Governors was the first one they did with James Corden. That was really funny, a bit difficult to recommend it to people because they are only on for a week, and then each Thursday they put another production up. But they're all they're all great, you know. National Theatre can't really go wrong, can you? That's that's good to look out for as well. Are they all sort of pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all pre-recorded. And I also saw the other day that Lin Manuel Miranda is going to put out a recorded version of Hamilton the musical. Oh wow! Uh, really? Still never seen that. It's amazing, and it's going out on the Disney Plus thing, I think. But you might be able to find it through other platforms. I don't know what they're going to do with releasing the stuff, but. I hear it takes like years to get a ticket to that. Like literally there's a a huge waiting list. I've seen it and I signed up for tickets on the pre-release list. And I think I had to book tickets 18 months ahead. Um, But that was when it was like brand new. I mean, I had, I think I, it's funny. I had tickets actually for due to be the third week of it being open. And then the well, Sean, we delayed. went with Ricky Gervais, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, me and me and Ricky. What went you went with that. my mate Ricky? <laughs> Big Rick. <laughs> Big Rick, as you call him. <laughs> yeah, I was, sat, I was sat next to him and I said, "Oh, do us a favour, Rick. There's this guy, Charles. He's a bit needy. Um, he gave you a tweet a while ago. Can you just retweet it for me? Because he's he's feeling left out." <laughs> well, I did do a tweet about Afterlife 2 and I haven't had a like on that. So uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not his favourite. Well, maybe he's one of our 230 download listeners. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll pick up on this. You never know. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Because obviously, you know, we've gone out on social media and put this out there and we're trying to get as many people to listen to it as possible. And we think it's good and it's a bit of fun. And it's, uh, as you say, it goes towards well-being for everyone else and gives people something to do in their in their lockdown days. But um it would be cool if there was, you know, someone really left field listening, like you know, like like a celeb or someone like that. That would be cool. Who do you reckon's listening? Uh, Russell Brand. Think he'd enjoy it? 
he's a big podcaster. I listen to his podcast, Under the Skin. It's very Are intellectual enough for mm. Russell Brand. He's got, uh, I think he's, he's got a mind, that guy. No, mm. yeah, I think, I think he'd be. He's got a vocabulary. He has got a hell of a vocabulary. He, <laughs> he did one recently. And his, his podcast, Under the Skin, actually, he did one with the future base recently, which was really good. One of the best ones he's ever done. Actually, this links with our wellness point, and it's something that I've been, someone that I've been listening to recently and reading into a bit more. Is a lady in the states called Brene Brown. Have you ever heard of her? No. She's amazing. This woman is like a guru. She talks about um, vulnerability and strength that comes from that, uh, and about sort of how in order to achieve things you have to be vulnerable. Um, If you look on youtube for brene brown she did a brilliant ted talk and there's also a netflix uh special of hers anybody at the moment who is struggling a little bit and feeling a bit sort of discombobulated and a a bit sort of disconnected from the world and is lacking a bit of purpose and drive and is feeling a bit vulnerable she is the person to listen to because she is a genius and she's an academic she's done sort of 25 years of research that backs all of this up, but she communicates it all through personal stories. So it feels like she's doing stand up, but it's not trying to make you laugh. It's just trying to make you think and make you feel more positive and a bit better about yourself. So she's got a new podcast out, which I've been listening to. Nice. And her, Net- her Netflix special is, yeah, it's one of these things that you watch and you just think, wow, I can never I'll go back from what I've just heard. Does it make you laugh? Yeah, she tells some yeah. funny stories. Yeah, she does tell some funny stories. And but yes, and some heartwarming ones as well. So uh, is so it definitely... for, not only, you said vulnerable there, but is it for, you know, you know, people that might be just lacking confidence and frightened and scared and all that sort of thing? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, she covers all the spectrum of things, but the, the whole point about vulnerability is not so much about like, oh, I'm feeling vulnerable right now. How do I get out of it? What she's trying to communicate to people is that vulnerability is a good thing. So, you know, the CEOs of the companies who get her in to do motivational speaking, who want her to drive a team forward and be more productive or be more profitable. Actually, what she goes in and says is, you know, if you want to do better in business, in life, you need to be a good communicator. You need to be honest, you need to be open. And that takes vulnerability. And we're all taught now that being vulnerable is a bad thing. You know, we can't put our hand up and say, I'm not feeling great at the moment, or even I'm going to take a risk. And just as we're doing, I think this is a prime example. You know, we put this podcast together. We did it because we thought it'd be good for us, but we, we're having to be vulnerable. We're putting ourselves out there. We're talking about ourselves in a personal capacity. We're taking off that shiny veneer that some people may expect and saying that we all have our own stuff going on and our own vulnerabilities. And being vulnerable is, also, is being brave. You can't be vulnerable without being brave at the same time. And it's also, it's not just about, um, I mean, I think all of that I completely agree with. And it's sort of a step beyond being just brave. It's also about being authentic and being brave about showing um, the parts of yourself that, as you say, I quite like the idea of stripping away the veneer. All of us, particularly people in most professional fields, but in particularly the law, we do create facades um some would say um probably rightly uh, necessarily so in terms of professionalism and the face that we put to the client and to the court etc but you can sometimes get tangled up with that presentation and you're right doing this podcast is to some extent a risk i know we certainly discussed particularly in the early pods 
are we, you know, <laughs> are, are we coming across as total idiots in front of our peer group and our professional group? Maybe, yeah. but yeah, almost actually, almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I crossed that bridge a long time ago, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds um, really good, Sean. I wonder if she'd be any good at working with maybe someone who signed up for something that he, he thought was a good idea at the time, but then he realised the challenge was just too much. Maybe someone <laughs> like maybe a lawyer who signed up for an amateur boxing match who thought that he would take on a guy that he, he, he thought, yeah, yeah, that's a good challenge. It's for charity. It's really good. But now he's realised he's so vulnerable. He's so frightened. He's so scared. Maybe she can help him out. I don't know what you think. I'm sure she could help him out. Maybe we'll give her a call. What do you reckon, Darren? <laughs> well, so that's it. I said earlier I've got a poorly hamstring and I can't run. That's a complete fabrication. Maybe she can help Because I am that. running scared from you, Dan. <laughs> Um, for our bout scheduled for October. Yeah. Oh, we could do a pod from the fight. We have, yeah, there'll be a bit, yeah, there, there will be something. Oh, we'll have to do a boxing promo Mark, pod as well. Mark yeah, and I yeah. can yeah. commentate. Mark and I can commentate. We can be in a corner each and uh, we can commentate on the fight. That'd be amazing. Well, up to I that. Like that. Sounds yeah. good. Well, yeah, as Darren said, we were hoping it'll be October. The likelihood, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on the next few months, guys, doesn't it? Whether yeah, it really does. And, and all, yeah, really depends on <laughs> Boris's plans and, and this whether we get a second spike and we're all back yeah. in lockdown and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we really don't know. Well, Boris's plan was some things such as restaurants, theatres and what have you, with social distancing being exercise could open. Was it 1st of July was the yeah. date at which that would be in that four or five step plan that he had? So we're October. That's another few months away. Let's, let's just see. Let's just see. When, when he started using the, um, the Nando scale. Of, the Nando uh, did you see scale, all those memes yeah. that <laughs> went around straight away? Mild lemon and herb. <laughs> we're currently at the four to five it was exactly it was, it was so brilliant whoever thought of that straight away within seconds of that coming out twitter was full of nando's getting tagged in everything yeah i'm exactly sure all will be colors. all will be revealed over the next couple of weeks hey last orders at the bar please so obviously we had uh danny chapman Last week, I think we might be working ourselves up to another guest soon. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be good to get another viewpoint on. We should get a female, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. Change the balance. Considering we work in a female-dominated area of law as well, um, we wouldn't be very representative, would we, if we didn't take on board that viewpoint? Yeah, I think as we hinted, uh, or maybe it was Danny who hinted out last uh, in the last podcast, but we, we are definitely a minority, definitely Sean, Darren and I in terms of solicitors. I think there's more male barristers in family law, but not, not by loads, um, but there's definitely, I think, more male barristers than there are solicitors. So we're definitely a minority, and I guess that's key why we were kind of keen to do this as well, is that, you know, we're kind of a rare breed in what we do. But yeah, I think it'd be great to get the um, far more intelligent species involved. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan indeed, yeah. I think it would also be fun if we had some type of voicemail segment or something like that. I mean, we've had some really lovely messages and some quite funny feedback on this pod, but it'd be quite fun to have some listener engagement happening. Like a Q&A? Q&A would be great. Q&A pod. Bit of a Q&A, yeah. get some questions fired up. Well, we can invite that, definitely. Get people to send in your questions. They see us on Twitter. Well, we on Apple, Spotify, Podbean. We're everywhere now. We're global. There's no excuses now, is there? You can find us. You can us. contact us anywhere. So, yeah, Chuck, us, send us in your questions. 
for uh, any of the four of us. That would be good fun. Bit of a and a yeah. pod. Yeah, and we obviously did um, the I Have Never segment the other week, which was good fun. Uh, maybe people can suggest some stuff that we could cover on the pod as well. Any topics that people want to talk about um, or us to talk about or anything they want us to do um, in terms of coverage on the pod, obviously. I was yeah, going to say, you got that in there for reason. <laughs> <laughs> Anything they want us to do. Then uh, feel free to send us, a, send us a message on Twitter. Drop us an email. What are we now? What are we, Mark? Without prejudice podcast at gmail.com. That's the one. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at the WP pod. And obviously, yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts. You search for the, the Without Prejudice podcast. And we are also on Spotify. See so, that, yeah. Mark? See how professionally that was done? Didn't muck yep. up at all. <laughs> in one take there we are one, take one job <laughs> media mogul that's me that's time well yeah I mean boys I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed that um, as always it's been a pleasure sharing a discussion with you and good to have your company and stay in touch and let's get another one set up soon hey and we'll, well we've got one watching. final segment don't forget Naming oh, yes. the pod. I know, I totally forgot. So, uh, what, Dan, it was your intro this week, wasn't it? So you get the honour of naming <laughs> the pod. <laughs> yeah, and I've done a Darren and not made Hang, no on, hang on, can I come in there? What, done a Darren? Is that because I didn't have my pod? What episode was it? It was you, episode you two. And I completely forgot. cowardly threw it back at us. Yeah. What are we going for this week? Okay, well, as I said earlier, what I did, Sean, is I uh, had a quick look onto Google um, about your origins of Caesar salad, because um, as we found out earlier through, I think Sean and I knew it was from Mexico. And what I found is that legend has it that Italian-American restaurateur Caesar Cardini invented the salad in 1924 in Tijuana, Mexico. And then according to the Telegraph, Cardini owned a restaurant in the tourist destination to attract Americans frustrated by prohibition. So there you go. So I was wow. totally off the mark in terms of diplomats' daughters and stuff. Yeah, a Yeah, I bit. was wrong. Mm. Yeah, was, you were wrong. wrong, yeah. So I, yeah, I think we can, uh, if we're going for a name of the pod this week, we'll go for, uh, yeah, either. You know what? Season, we'll go for the, go on. I'm going to put put, go on a limb here. I think I know why I got confused, because I think that it was the margarita that came from the daughter of some diplomat or something, um, who was at a bar in Mexico, and the barmaid made a drink for her, and she was called Marguerite, something like that. That's an awfully um, big hole you're digging there, Sean. Yeah, if, you, if <laughs> you're still wrong, you, put the shovel down, Sean, because if you're wrong, you you're doubling down on your story. You can correct me in, in the next <laughs> pod. I'm sure, well, as we've said, we can get our listeners to write in and tell us how, how wrong you and we are um, and ask us more questions. Um, so what was the name? I, sorry, I jumped over you. No worries. Why, well, why don't we call it The Origins of Caesar? Oh, I like it. There like you go. That. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, so until next time, guys. Take care, everybody. Stay safe, guys. Stay safe.